Tennessee, the Fall Navy's making waves and it's orange they believe. Fall Nation's tailgating and they're raring to go. Yeah, when Neyland gets to rocking, it's a hell of a show. What's up, y'all? Welcome to episode 32 of the Vols Deep Podcast. I have with me tonight, Spur and Corbin. How y'all doing? I am back. Better than I deserve, Luke. I am back. Tennessee football is absolutely killing it right now. Tennessee basketball is kicking ass. Baseball season starts next month. We're going to kick some more ass. Three weeks from tomorrow. And uh, by God, Jim Harbaugh left Michigan. He got the heck out of the Dodge. That transfer portal's open yet again, boys. Let's go get us a running back and some more uh, offensive line, and we'll be good. You guess the left guards and defensive backs, maybe. Uh, we hope everybody's having a great night tonight. It's been a beautiful day. Uh, <laughs> sure it has. <laughs> uh, we're finally able to all get together again besides Spanky. Where's he at? Is he lost? I think he got flooded in. Flooded in these two-wheel drive. Uh, this weather <coughs> has been wild. Uh, we've definitely missed doing our show, and we have a great one lined up for you tonight. Uh, as always, we're live on Facebook and YouTube. If you can't watch the entire show, it will be uploaded on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, every podcast platform possible. Uh, you can also rewatch on Facebook and YouTube. We have a lot to talk about tonight regarding both men and women basketball. Both teams are looking very sharp right now. Yeah, that, that they are. It's been a great couple of weeks for both men and women. Lady Vols, men's hoops, we're looking good. Uh, Lady Vols have been impressing me lately. I think the Lady Vols are about to show something here in the second half of the season. Like I'm very impressed with this team so far. They, I mean, they've had a lot of comeback wins, but at the end of the day, they're starting to get on that winning woe. That they are. Yeah, we'll get more in-depth with Tennessee men and women basketball as we go on. Uh, we also have Tennessee football news coming your way as well. Coach Josh Heupel and company are on fire right now. Uh, very exciting if you're a Tennessee football fan. It's a great time to be a volunteer. I said... You know, it's about as good of a week in recruiting as we could possibly ask for. Uh, if you wasn't excited about Tennessee football next year after the Citrus Bowl, you better be now because uh, good things are coming in 2024. Yeah, uh, very exciting news if you're a Tennessee football fan. We'll dive more into this shortly. Uh, let's give Vol for Life and now NBA MLB Hall of Famer Todd <laughs> Helton a shout-out for finally making it. Hey, he deserves it. He deserves it. It's about time that Todd Hilton got to the Hall of Fame, you know. Was it his last year in the ballot? Yeah, I know he didn't make it. Was it last year he didn't make it? He didn't make it last year. But, you know, Todd there Hilton was two played. On, there was two on there last year. Todd Hilton had 2,519 hits, 369 home runs. He's a five-time All-Star. He played 17 years for the Colorado Rockies. So, I mean, he had an incredible career in Colorado. He was a great Tennessee not only football player, but, of course, he's a great baseball player. His uh, jersey should be retired if it's not already. Is his jersey retired at Tennessee Baseball? Yeah, I believe it is. They got it up yeah. on the wall, yeah. yeah. They got it up on the wall. Uh, Titans yeah. also have a new head coach, Brian Callahan, from the Cincinnati Bengals. Thoughts on this hire? You know, when they first fired Mike Bravel, I was pretty upset about it because uh, Mike Bravel's definitely a player's coach. But they went out and got them a juggernaut in offensive mind in Brian Callahan. He's bringing his dad, Bill Callahan, along with him. So, uh, no more of this 17- to 20-point game. So, I think the Titans are about to put up some points. Uh, I mean, I'm still not happy that they fired old Mike Rabel. But I think either way, he was going to leave for another position, I believe. 
at the end of the day when he didn't go with the Patriots. Well, I assumed he was going to go, but I mean, it's the Titans. We'll see what happens. That whole organization just they got to get a grasp on things. If they don't get a grasp on things in the organization, the Titans are not going to be successful. Well, of all the guys they interviewed and looked at, I think Brian Callahan was the best option. Uh, he's done great things at Cincinnati. Uh, that offense has been good for a while. Let's see if he can bring over T. Higgins with him. Just uh, they got to quit making stupid decisions over in Nashville. That's all I can say. Stupid uh, with the with the players and who you release and trade. Like it's 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 been pretty ridiculous the past couple well, years. Well, the new GM from this past year, Carthorpe, uh, you know, it's his team now, so uh, he's putting his hand, hand stamped on it. So we'll see what he could do. I, I like the direction they're going. Actually, uh, I thought it was time to move on. I I hated firing Brable. I was hoping he'd go on his own, but. It's been stagnant for a couple of years there now, so uh, uh, they're fixing to build a new stadium. It's going to be uh, probably the nicest stadium in the country when it's done, so uh, see what happens. Hey, when you build a new stadium, usually the thing that comes is a pretty good NFL team that next year. That's right. But, yeah, history in does repeat itself. <laughs> uh, we have Start Bench Cut coming up later in the show, which is always entertaining and probably uh, the fan favorite, uh, the duel. Uh, who will become the dual champion tonight? Well, uh, I'm the champion, but you, Corbin you, stole my damn belt. I am still. No, no, you I are am, not, Corbin. I am still the champion. Nobody has defeated me for this title. You vacated it. You don't show up. I didn't vacate nothing. I've been a busy man. I've been busier than Spanky. Run off with the belt and didn't bring it back. I, I took this belt everywhere. Took it all the way to Gatlinburg, all the way to Knoxville. Well, whoop de doo <laughs> Uh, Spur and Corbin will answer five tough questions. The winner gets a nice piece of hardware. Uh, listener voted, so they'll battle it out later in the show, and you all will vote in the comments who you believe won the duel. Always entertaining. And, of course, we have our uh, football pickums. The sickness and weather has us a little bit behind, so let's break down what we have so far. Corbin's overall record is 109 and 68. <coughs> Spanky's overall record is 109 and 68. So we have a tie for first place right now. Uh, Spurs' overall record is 106 and 71. And my overall record is 106 and 71. So we have a tie for, I guess, third place as well. It's been tight um, all season long. Yeah, well, I went perfect on the NFL playoffs so far. But since this jackass over here has been so busy, he's been too slow doing highway department work. I don't know what he's been doing for the last week. Absolutely nothing, I don't think. Uh, but we decided to throw out last week's game just to be nice to you since you've been so busy doing whatever it is you've been doing. I'm glad you did because I didn't. I wouldn't even know you were doing a show. <laughs> uh, we'll be giving away some, some gift cards, football cards, baseball cards, and decals to the winner of our pickums, uh, which we'll post on the, the Vols Deep page probably tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, hopefully. You know what, all seriousness, though, I do got to give it to Corbin. I've given a little hell about not being here last week, but – not only to Corbin, but to everyone who's been out working in these uh, awful weather conditions, thank you for your dedicated support and getting us on the roads as safely as possible. We appreciate it. Uh, we work very hard, and uh, Morgan County's been very well kept clean. <laughs> very, compared, very well. Compared to other counties, and not going to throw them under the bus either. Just it's been a, it, This is just a snowstorm that happens that usually does not happen in the state of Tennessee. Oh, you all done a great job compared to Ronan Anderson. Absolutely. I know that. Um, so later on in the show, we'll do our we'll do our football pickums, and then uh, Spur will tell you how to enter that. It's going to be fun, entertaining tonight. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Share it out with your friends if you don't care. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's the Vol Daddy. I want to give a big shout out to the Fairview Union. Great musicians, local people. Chad's from my hometown. 
They were gracious enough to let us use their music for our podcast. Make sure you check them out. They're huge Tennessee fans. You won't be disappointed. Let's hear them play. Man, you won't believe that roar When the boys find the checker for the big orange is back. It's a fact. Volunteers, where you at? Get loud, stand proud. Send a message to the crowd. Welcome back to episode 32 of the Vols Deep Podcast, coming to you live on Facebook and YouTube from the Vol Cave. We appreciate the likes, comments, and shares. Please keep them rolling in for us. We truly appreciate it. This segment is presented by our friends at Big Orange Concrete Pumping. Pumping. <laughs> Taylor Jones with Big Orange Concrete Pumping has been doing this type of like work it. for a very long time. He has one of the biggest line pumps in the state, so make sure you reach out to Taylor Jones with Big Orange Concrete Pumping. Great. We appreciate his sponsorship of the show as well. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's start with Tennessee football. I know it's basketball season, but football is king. It's always, always. going to be king. Uh, we'll get to basketball shortly. Let's get into yesterday's news. Veteran offensive lineman Javante Spragans and veteran defensive lineman Elijah Simmons are both returning for their super senior seasons on Rocky Top. That's right. Suddenly we're looking much better on the offensive line, and the defensive line is shaping up to be very good as well. You know, uh, Spragans and, and Simmons, they both bring veteran leadership. They're playing in their last year of eligibility, so they're, they're super seniors. Uh, they have the right attitudes. They're, they're the absolute definition of a VFL, so I'm very happy for them, very happy for our team. Uh, like I said, their, their veteran leadership is going to be uh, very important to this team coming up because they do have some young offensive linemen, some transfers coming in, but they already know what it's like to be on Rocky Top. And it's nice to see uh, players coming back instead of hitting the transfer portal and going somewhere else. I mean, we haven't been affected that bad with the transfer portal this year compared to other teams in the nation. I mean, we clearly have a few, you know. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we got a few that does it, but we're mostly, not we're, mostly defensive backs. We're, yeah, we're not like a lot of teams, like several players opting out and going to other places, and for them to come back for another season with us is tremendous. We're definitely going to need them and utilize them. Then, and you know, we we've talked about it on this show before. Right? How many of those uh, players that's transferred out of Tennessee was more coaches' decisions and yeah. uh, and the coaches saying, hey, you know, we may not have a place for you here next year. You might want to look at other options. We, we never know what those conversations are like and the reason for a, a kid transferring. So these people that want to bash an 18- or 19-, 20-year-old kid for, for making a, a life decision like that, please know that there's a more to it than just making, you know, a rash, uh, a, a quick decision to leave Tennessee because – there's always a reason for that. Yeah, especially in I.O. right now. Absolutely. And, I mean, there's basically a, a salary cap, you know, in, yep. in a sense right now. But huge news, Spragans is a difference maker at guard. 
Love the zookeeper, man. Absolutely. Uh, he's awesome. He's been on the show before. Got to get him back on the show again, Luke. Yeah, we got to get him on the PlayStation. Uh, Elijah Simmons finished the season super strong. Um, I mean, he, he had a really good really good end of the season. I want to see him fully healthy for a full, full season. Full season. And, uh, I mean, he's a beast, man. He, he's, he's just a difference maker. He is. Uh, and I mean, he's a, he's a – I mean, he's an early draft pick if he's healthy. Absolutely, you know, and, and, and Pierce on the other side with him, man, it's, that's going to be special. Uh, more big news in the recruiting world. Uh, Tennessee has another five-star commitment at quarterback. Do we? Yeah. Where would you hear that yeah. at? George McIntyre, the number two quarterback in the nation and the number one player in the state of Tennessee, has committed to the Vols. Golly. If you've not seen his recruiting video that he posted on, on Twitter and Facebook – it will absolutely bring chill bumps to uh, you. Whoever put it together. Yeah, it yeah. was great because uh, uh, his, his message was uh, the volunteer thing is a calling, and they're calling him home. So uh, he's coming home to Knoxville, and it's awesome. Yeah, with that commitment, Tennessee's uh, future quarterback room is absolutely stacked. you got Nico Iamaliava, five-star, number one player in the country. And you got Jake Merlinger. Uh, four-star quarterback, top ten quarterback in the country, and then you've got George McIntyre that we just talked about. Uh, is this the most stacked quarterback room Tennessee's ever had? I'd say probably it's, so. It's pretty close to it if it's not. You know, we used to be known as wide receiver university, mm-hmm. but we're getting back to that too. Now we're not only wide receiver university, but we're quarterback university as well. Uh, you know, uh, McIntyre's going to come in during Nico's junior year. And be ready to go by the time Nico either goes pro or graduates. And this is how we build the team of the 90s that we used to have. One right after the other. Just keep doing it. That's right. And, uh, you know, it's good to have these players coming in. Because, you know, even Alabama, like, they would never know what was going to come from one year to the next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you ever want to have a good dual question, I got one. <laughs> Write it down. Obviously, well, I'm, I'm, we, I'm we going to call it out here in a minute. <laughs> Obviously, we haven't seen, you know, other than Nico, these players play yet. But as far as stars and rating, uh, that perspective, then it's, it's got to be the best. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's way too early to ask this question. But who's going to be the better quarterback, Nico or McIntyre? And that's, that's, that's going to be something See, else. It right lines there. up good, too, because, I mean, we're talking, you know, it's going to be, I mean, potentially, you know, McIntyre probably have a year here, yep. you know, then Nico's gone and then. So it's, it's it lines up good. Everybody's talking about oh they're going to transfer. I, I don't think the I don't I don't see think it. so. I don't think so. The, this George McIntyre coming in, he he is the definition of a true Tennessee boy coming to play where he always dreamed of playing. Mm-hmm. That's what we've talked about on this show before. You know, putting putting the uniform on for what's on the front of the jersey, not what's on the back. And that's well, old, and that's old school. It's old school. He grew think? up. He grew up a volunteer fan coming to games at Neyland Stadium. He wants to play in Neyland Stadium. So. That, that's that's awesome. That brings me chills just sitting here talking about it. Do you think this? I know we, we don't have this wrote down, but do you think do you think it means more to in-state kids to play here than out-of-state kids? Yeah, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, kids that would love to play for the University of Tennessee, and um, I don't know. That's that is a good question because. The NIL comes in that play, too, because you can go and make money somewhere else and play for another school and have a heart for Tennessee at the same time. Initially, it's a yes. Sh- it's, a, it's a shitty thing about today's college football world. Initially, yes. Like I said, he's he's a Tennessee fan first. So he's getting to play for uh, – he's getting to play in his dream school, his dream university. 
He wants to be a vol. I mean, let's talk about Michael Phoenix and Trevor Lawrence, who who wanted to come to Tennessee and, and wasn't able to for well, we all know why. Mm-hmm. But you know they they were in tears because Tennessee didn't choose them. So. This kid yeah. wanted to come to Tennessee. He's coming to Tennessee, and that's awesome. Well, if you remember that for the longest time, we didn't recruit inside the state of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was a long time. A long, a long time. time. Then uh, Clemson, they started stealing a lot of our territory. And you know, one thing I already like about him is he's uh, on Twitter trying to recruit more stars to come with him. He's got a five-star wide receiver from North Carolina that he's been heavily on. Yeah, uh, you got Lyman tweeting yep. him, you know, asking if he needs if he needs <laughs> if he needs Lyman. Um, Hit the comment box real quick before we get too far behind. Um, Ryan Jackson says Bama lost a bunch to Florida State. Yeah, uh, and Michigan's fixing to lose a bunch too. Michigan's – yeah, we need to pull some from Michigan. He also says that tight end we got should be huge. I'm guessing he's referring to the tight end from Notre Dame. Yep. Uh, they, they say he's a tight end with wide receiver speed, so. We'll take it. And then Ella on YouTube says the real reason Nick Saban retired – is because of Nico. I'm teaching her well. That's right, Ella. She's smart. Uh, Ike says, are we worried about that Coach Heupel's style has too large of a learning curve? Example, Dante Thornton taking the year to come into his own. Uh, you know, it's it's a good question to ask, and we mentioned it with Joe Joe Milton not being able to run Josh Heupel's style offense as well as, he, as a Hendon Hooker, and Nico seems to have that already down better. I think that – I think – yeah, I think – I still feel like uh, – Joe Milton was home back a lot. Like, like there, there was something going on there with him. Yeah, I wouldn't really blame um, – I wouldn't blame Hopple's style on Dante Thornton. I would more put it on Joe, in my opinion. I and I'm not, so I'm not bashing Joe, but if you just watch the – if you watch the bowl game, Nico is just so much – he's so much faster and more fluid with the offense than, than Joe was. And I, I don't know. Nico kind of reminded me of uh, in the bowl game of kind of a Josh Dobbs. Like he can, yeah. if he gets in trouble, he can make something happen. He can move around, yeah. and it don't matter if he can move and run the ball or just make a play happen out of the pocket. Yeah, I mean, I think Joe could make a good pro quarterback. I and do. He I just, do too. Yeah, just, the, the, just for just for the offense, though. I don't. I don't know. The, NF, the NFL is made for Joe Milton. Like that whole offense NFL, just it's pass long pass plays, and that's what he is. That's what he is. And let's be honest, you had to be in some phenomenal physical condition to play in Josh Heupel's style offense. You know, we talk about the defense is getting tired, but I'm sure that offense gets tired too, uh, running a play every 14 seconds. That's, yeah. that's pretty quick. Oh, it's tough. Uh, Tennessee also lands former five-star offensive tackle Lance Hurd, the six foot six, 340-pounder, uh, played at LSU last season. He's the number two offensive tackle in the, in the transfer portal. Uh, the number nine overall player in the transfer portal. Huge pickup for this offensive line and much needed. Yeah, a huge commitment, no pun intended. 6'4", 340, I believe is that what you said? 6'6". 6'6", 340, you know. We've targeted all of our areas of need in the transfer portal. Offensive line, tight end, as Ryan said, defensive backs. We've seen improvement in every area, and it's been much needed. So, go get a little bit more depth before this season starts. I think we're in good shape. I'm excited already. You get us a left guard. We're gonna be yeah. we're gonna be cooking with peanut oil then. Uh, Jesse asked, "How about Todd Helton getting inducted into the Hall of Fame?" Yeah, we gave him a shout out at the very beginning. We're all very very happy for Todd. Uh, nobody deserves it more than he does. And you know, he, Todd Helton mentioned to him again. He's still around at Tennessee Baseball Club all the time. Mm-hmm. He yeah. goes to some practices. He's he's working with the team. That's awesome to have a a true Hall of Famer. You know, the SEC with Todd Helton. 
only has two players in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Really? Yeah, he's the second one, yeah. So Tennessee's got one of the two. I did not know that. It's uh, a true honor. I mean, it, it yeah. it's hard to get in the MLB it Hall of Fame. Very hard. It's not like the NFL Hall of Fame where they just let you be like, oh, we're going to put 15 players in this year. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, one of, one of the main criteria to get into the Baseball Hall of Fame is character. And Todd Hilton certainly got it. 100%. Tennessee also lands a big defensive lineman in Jackson Moy. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. Uh, he's a transfer from Stanford. Uh, be a junior this upcoming season. He recorded 37 tackles, a sack, and three pass deflections while at Stanford. Um, our defensive front is already loaded, but this added depth is uh, it's huge for Rodney Garner's defensive line. Yeah, this one was unexpected for me. I, I hadn't heard his name until until it was announced, but uh, he continues our Polynesian pipeline, and that's uh, – mm-hmm. You know, those those players from Samoa, Polynesian, whatever you want to call them, uh, they're tough. They're tough. They're they're mean, but they usually have great attitudes. So he's a and, Samoan? Yeah, they're great leaders. He's Yeah, he's kind of the same as Nico, you know. Got that Polynesian pipeline. Oh, yeah, he'll, yeah. Be, he'll be badass. You got, you got Keenan Peely, too. Keenan so. Peely. So it's, let's hope that continues because uh, uh, that, that's a great, great pipeline to have right there. Yeah, Coach Garner, he loves to rotate 12 guys on the defensive line. Yeah. So – uh, definitely take all the all the big bodies that we can get uh, there on the inside. Uh, Coach Ryan Jackson says, as far as the new quarterback, uh, that kid is from Tennessee. He always wanted to be a volunteer. I don't see him getting into the portal, no matter if he has Nico over him for two years. We agree completely, Ryan. That's that's great. He's from Brentwood Academy from Nashville, and uh, he appeared to be a season ticket holder at Tennessee. And we'll just say that we happened to uh, see him at the Tennessee-Alabama basketball game. Uh, he was in attendance with Coach Heupel. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, he, he ain't going. You got Peyton talking to him, man. He's yeah, yeah. He's staying forever. Uh, excited to see where we go from here. Uh, we have a lot of highly touted players interested in coming to Rocky Top right now. The sky is the limit for Josh Heupel's Tennessee Volunteers. We'll be right back. Thank y'all for listening. We'll have Start Bench Cut next. Big Orange Concrete Pumping. They can accommodate any residential or commercial concrete project that you may have in mind. They have one of the biggest lime pumps in the state. They take a lot of pride in their work, and they're waiting on your phone call today. Their number is 865-371-3367. Whether you're pumping noise and kneeling or pumping concrete, make sure you roll with the Big Orange. That's Big Orange Concrete Pumping, 865-371-3367. All right, welcome back to the Vols Deep Podcast. Hope you're having a great night tonight live on Facebook and YouTube. Please share this out for us. Hit the like button. We'd truly appreciate it. Next, we have Start Bench Cut. How this works is I'll give a question. We have to rank our answers in order from first to last. Start being one and cut being last. Are you all ready? Let's get into it. All right, Start Bench Cut. These former college football quarterbacks, um, not putting Peyton in here for bias purposes, so nobody chew my head off for not putting Peyton in here. Uh, Tim Tebow, Cam Newton, Johnny Manziel. Start bench cut. This one was pretty tough. You know, all your questions this week are tough. Alicia. This one was pretty easy for me. Was it pretty easy? Well, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, the start is the easy one for me. I start Tim Tebow. I think Tim Tebow may be the, the best college quarterback I've ever seen. Uh, he, yeah. He just played for the wrong damn team. <laughs> if Tim Tebow was a vol, I mean, he'd be a true legend. Uh, but, uh, I start Tim Tebow. I'm going to cut or bench uh, good old Johnny Menzel. I cut Cam Newton, as funny as that is to say. 
Yeah, I'm going to start uh, Tim Tebow, too. Uh, Tim, I think, uh, also is probably maybe the greatest college football quarterback of all time. Two-time Heisman Trophy winner, was mm-hmm. he? Uh, two he t- was. Two-time national champion. I believe so. Uh, what he done during his time in college football was just – it was pretty phenomenal. Uh, granted, he played for Florida. Uh, I still give him credit, like – and he loves Tennessee, too. Oh, he does. He, lo- he, does. he loves Tennessee. I'll bench uh, Johnny Manziel. I I was a Johnny Manziel fan when he was playing. Johnny Manziel could have been a phenomenal quarterback yeah. if he just had his personal life yeah. in order. And if you have ever saw the Johnny Manziel Netflix documentary, you need to go see it because it is crazy what he was doing in his time in college and still being <laughs> successful. And um, what he done when he went to the NFL, that led to the big downfall. But cut Cam Newton. uh Still a great college quarterback. Oh, he was amazing. He was, yeah, he was he was great at Auburn, but at the same time, he doesn't come close to either one of those guys at all. I'm gonna. We have the same order, by the way. I'm gonna start uh, Tebow. I think there's no doubt he's the best. Yeah. Uh, um, and. Um, I'm going to give Cam Newton a little more more credit than than Corbin. Uh, I like Cam in college, not too much when he got the Panthers. But uh, I'm going to bench Johnny Manziel. He was just unreal talent. And, uh, I mean, he was like a video game, man. He was. I'm going to do something that you ain't going to believe. I'm going to compare Tim Tebow to Joe Milton. Can you believe this? How? Because I think Tim Tebow was a fantastic and awesome college quarterback, Mm -hmm. but he was terrible in the NFL. Joe Milton could be the exact opposite. Joe Milton could be just an average to a little bit above average college football player, but he could be really good in that NFL system. That's, I hope that's so. fair. That's fair. I hope so. Hey, speaking of NFL, if the Detroit Lions win the Super Bowl, that means Hendon Hooker in his rookie season is a Super a Bowl ring. champion. Get him a ring. Willie Eight says, I think Tennessee needs to run a two quarterback system. No. At times, get both players playing time. You say no? No. 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 Sorry, Willie. I'm disagreeing. Uh, I could see the I could see the argument, but I think it's pure. I think it's pure Nico right now. Oh, it's uh, gonna, it's gonna be pure Nico. Uh, Coach Ryan Jackson says start Tebow, bench Menzel, cut Newton. So there's four that's got that, yeah. that same order. <laughs> Must have been an easier question than I thought. Today is National Peanut Butter Day. Start bench cut the best way to eat peanut butter on crackers, on apples, or on a sandwich. Uh, you start that on a sandwich, peanut butter and jelly, of course. You're going to bench uh, crackers. Uh, I'm not that big of a fan of peanut butter and crackers, but I will eat them. And cut apples. I mean, peanut butter. You you put that, uh, what's it called on apples? Uh, caramel. Caramel. You, uh, you put that on apples. But, you know, peanut butter, the best that you can put it on, though, is waffles. Peanut butter on waffles. Never peanut butter on waffles. Never tried it. Sonic has another cheeseburger right now. I don't Peanut even. butter? Yeah, it's a peanut butter burger. I'm glad Spanky ain't here. <laughs> He'd eat four of them. That's that's pretty much the right order with me, too. God, we're agreeing too much. Start on a sandwich, you, you bench a cracker, and if it's a rich cracker, that might even bump it up. And then I cut apple, because I don't know if I've ever put peanut on an apple. It's good. Butter, is it? Yeah, it's it good. It probably is. But I've, got the same, Smith apple? I've got the same order as you all as well. Uh, which NFL playoff team do you prefer win the Super Bowl, 49ers, Lions, or Chiefs? This is prefer win. Prefer. This prefer. Everything's going to win. I'm going to start the Detroit Lions. Uh, I think they're America's team now, at least right now. I'm going to bench both of the others because the only team I want to win is the Lions. So I'm going to bench, I guess, the Chiefs. And mm. I'm going to cut the 49ers because, I don't know, I don't, I don't 
I don't want either team to win in the Lions. I'm going to start the Lions. Uh, be a phenomenal story not to win a playoff game in over 30 years and go win a Super Bowl. I mean, how much more of a story can you make? That's a, that's what you make movies out of, honestly. Uh, bench the 49ers. I'm a Bach Prody fan, obviously. Uh, Bach Prody is a legit quarterback. He's a very good quarterback. And uh, cut the Chiefs. Even though if the Chiefs did win, just imagine if we got Tay-Tay and Travis Kelsey on the field with the confetti and he sits on one knee and proposes to her where the confetti is fine. Could Corbin you, is could, in love, boys. Could you imagine, could you imagine the, the uh, Taylor Swift fan base at that point? You know, we wouldn't even know they was a Super Bowl. I'll, I'll, I'll save my comment for later. <laughs> I'm going to start the lines. I love Dan Campbell. I, I, I love the story, and that, that's definitely my start. I'm going to bench the 49ers. Uh, love to see Juwan Jennings get a ring. That's true. Um, like, like Christian McCaffrey, too. Um, and I'm going to cut the Chiefs. Um, I really don't dislike them that much. I just, I'm just i just not that big of a fan. I, um, I, I, like, I like Patrick Mahomes. See, I like Mahomes, but – I think Mahomes is the best quarterback in the game today. I hope LA ain't listening, but I'm sick of seeing Taylor. Uh, I hear you. you know, every, I mean, every time something happens, the camera goes right up there to her. But you do know we're going to get a VFL, a Super Bowl ring, no matter what. No matter what. No yep, matter what. we got Jawan so. Jennings, got Hinton Hooker, we got uh, Trey, Smith. Trey Smith, and you got T. Hick or T. Martin at Baltimore. Oh, yeah, that That's is right. Yeah. I forgot he was up there. Yeah. What is he, an offensive, offensive coordinator? coordinator? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sure he is. Uh, let's see. Star Bench Cut, the most annoying celebrity NFL couple of all time. Mm. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, Jessica Simpson and Tony Romo, Tom Brady and Giselle, whatever her name is, the model. You know, when I watch a football game, I try my best not to pay attention to any of this garbage. So if I could start all three of these, I would. But I guess the most annoying that I can remember is Tom Brady and Giselle because I really don't give a damn about what their relationship is. I want to watch them play football. They're back together now. Are they really? I didn't even Pretty know sure that. they are. Well, he retired and she got back with him, I mm-hmm. guess. Whatever. I Missing couldn't care that less. money. I'm going to bench uh, Jessica Simpson and Tony Robo. I, I'm cutting Kelsey and Taylor Swift for now, although it's starting to really get on my nerves. Dang, we are different here. I got uh, Taylor Swift and uh, Travis Kelsey. Starting it. That's starting. Just because it, it's current right now. Well, it's just, daggum, they're running it in the ground. Like, it's more of a the Taylor Swift show than it is the NFL show. Yeah, it's, it's pretty and, uh And what drives me up the wall is the Taylor Swift fans. It's were, not really a jab at Taylor. It's a, you know, NFL just yeah. blowing it up. You well, know? well, the Taylor Swift fans, like uh, my brother's uh, soon-to-be wife, she's like, Taylor Swift made Travis Kelsey fa- famous, and she's been one hundred percent serious. And I'm like, "What? He's won like three Super Bowls, <laughs> two Super Bowls, something like that." So start that. I'll bench uh, Jessica Simpson, Tony Romo. I remember that. That was I. I, did, I, I remember it some. I just I didn't pay much attention, I guess. And Tom Brady and Giselle, I don't even know who the hell Giselle is. If he's with her and she, he got back with her. If that's, if, is, that, is that the same woman that uh, made him retire? That's all I know. Is she the one that made him retire or try to retire? Uh, got I, with, I uh, think so. I think so. Got to back up for a second because 
Coach Ryan Jackson reminded me yeah, that I've Kim Sutton that. plays for the Lions as well. I knew there was one line. I couldn't think of it off my head. There's another one, too. you got Jalen Reeves Maven that plays for the oh, Lions yeah. as well. Hey, Hannon Hooker is going to be a rookie Super Bowl champion, by God. Yeah, I'm going to start. Quickest quarterback in the history of Tennessee to become a Super Bowl champion will be Hannon Hooker. Don't be throwing no jabs at Peyton. Down I ain't it. throwing no jabs at Peyton. I'm just saying. He's, uh, he's about to set a record. I'm going to I'm gonna start Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I'm going to bench Jessica Simpson and Tony Romo. Yes. And I, huh? Keep going. I'm going to cut Tom Brady and uh, the model. You got something against Peyton Manning? Who, me? Yeah. Not, well, in the NFL, I do. Oh, okay. In the NFL, I'll I think. I'll keep that in the back of my mind for a minute. I think Peyton in the in the NFL, and I've said on here before, he was a choke artist. He could have won six, seven Super Bowls, but he always could never get it together. Well, in the let's playoffs. get to this duel. Let's get on to this duel. <laughs> uh, Jessica says Corbin is fired. Fire me, damn it. Uh, Tyler Meredith says Tebow made me a Gator fan for a few years. I could never say that. Swamp Kings on Netflix is def- Netflix is definitely worth a watch. Yeah, Swamp Kings on Netflix is good. I can never be a Gator fan ever. Swamp Kings. Is that like Swamp People? No, I hated I hated Tim Tebow when he played for Florida. It was after he graduated when I really became a fan of his. Yeah. Truth be told. Yeah, I started liking him when he started commentating. Yeah. That's whenever I started liking him. Uh, Ella says she loves Taylor Swift. Oops, I mean the Chiefs. And she says she's a dedicated Swift. You ever want to go down a rabbit hole, go down to Taylor Swift conspiracy. Whoops. Uh, don't. Yeah, don't tell don't. Ella that. She'll be, on, she'll be late for school in the morning. That YouTube puts you in that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. Start bench cut these liquors, whiskey, tequila, and vodka. I'm cutting vodka, cutting vodka, cutting vodka. I don't remember New Year's. <laughs> I'm going to start tequila because it makes your clothes fall off. What happened on New Year's? <laughs> I don't even remember. All I know is that watermelon, Red Bull, and vodka is very, very, very good. New Year's. Oh, Yens was at the Tennessee game during New Year's. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I saw the videos. Yeah, I say so. Yeah. Watermelon vodka or watermelon Red Bull with vodka. Yeah, that was uh, that was my friend that night. So <laughs> I guess I'll start vodka. I'm going to cut whiskey and, or bench whiskey and cut tequila. I thought you was cutting vodka. No, I, I uh, should cut vodka. You but. should cut. <laughs> Corbin? Well, like I said, you start tequila because it makes women's clothes fall off. <laughs> Then you got a bench uh, vodka. Vodka goes good with everything. And whiskey. I'm not a whiskey drinker. I'm not much of a liquor drinker anyway. I'm a beer drinker. <laughs> Mill light, Bud light, Bush light, Michelob. <laughs> you don't what, care, what, what do you? you? Watermelon, vo- or watermelon Red Bull and vodka. That's a bad idea. I'm going to start whiskey, bench tequila, and cut vodka because vodka to me tastes like rubbing alcohol. Hey, it wasn't but a few, few weeks ago. Oh, uh, we was at the house just drinking around some. Mom was making some mixed drinks, and I got <coughs> hammered drunk. And uh, I was—I woke up the next morning. I was like, "How did how did I uh, get to bed?" And uh, I didn't remember going to bed. What I'd done. Come to find out, it was pre-made uh, margarita mix with tequila in it. Mom was pouring uh, like two double shots into it with it. <laughs> so I was in a different dimension over there. At this bar in Orlando, and, and I'm, I'm trying to decide what to drink, and I see they have watermelon Red Bull. And I know that vodka goes pretty good with, with Red Bull. So I, I asked the bartender to, to make me a watermelon Red Bull with a shot of vodka. And he done the exact opposite. He poured three-fourths of a glass of, of, of vodka and didn't put a splash of watermelon Red Bull. Then some guy randomly comes up to me and, and asks me if I want to go talk to Chris Johnson 
But Chris Johnson, he goes, yeah, he plays for your team. I'm like, Chris Johnson? No, we don't have a Chris Johnson on the Vols. Yeah, man, Chris Johnson, Tennessee Titans. Like, uh, he, was, he was convinced that he was going to get Chris Johnson to come see us at the bar. Like yeah, Chris Johnson? Like, yeah, yeah, like CJ2K. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It, it There's went, a lot more to that. Too. It went downhill we from there. Yeah, it on here. But he, yeah. It's, it's like he really likes Spur. Yeah, he he really liked me. Hell yeah, hell yeah. He really really likes Spur. He wanted to take some videos of Spur. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Jeffrey Dahmer? No, no. <laughs> Off the air comment here in a minute. <laughs> oh hell! Uh, Ryan Jackson says you start whiskey, bench vodka, cut tequila. Jessica says, "Ha ha, Corbin was feeling no pain." Yeah, I'm glad she got me in bed because uh, I don't even know what she got you in bed. What? What? Corbin's tied down now. Oh, oh, there you go, Corbin. Yeah, kind of. No longer the ladies' man out here. Still the ladies' man, but <laughs> not so much so. All right, that was start bench cut. Very fun segment. One of my personal favorites. We'll have an, our next talking point of the day next. Please like and give us some shares. ZNN Concrete are the professionals you need to call. For all of your concrete finishing needs, driveways, sidewalks, curbs, garage pads, footers, and much more, they can do it all. No job is too big, no job is too small. Give ZNN Concrete a call today, 865-360-6176, residential or commercial. That's ZNN Concrete, 865-360-6176. Trident HydroClean, your exterior home cleaning professionals, house, roof, driveway, concrete, gutters, and much more. Trident HydroClean, 865-363-8815. They've been in business for five years, and they have a five-star Google rating and a five-star Facebook rating. Call Jacob today. Give your house, driveway, and or patio the care it deserves. 100% satisfaction guarantee. See the difference between a professional and an amateur cleaning. That's 865-363-8815. Live and in prime time. Live. Uh, got our next talking point presented by Trident HydroClean. Thank you, Jacob Haney with Trident HydroClean for sponsoring this segment. Reach out to him for all of your pressure washing needs. Uh, share this out for your friends. Uh, big giveaways coming up soon. Now let's talk about some Tennessee basketball. Um, we'll start with the men. Tennessee defeated Alabama handily 91-71. to Tennessee currently sits at the number five spot in the AP poll. They are now 14-4 and four overall in the season, 4-1 and one in conference play, and 10-0 and at home inside of Thompson Bowling Arena. How impressed are you with Rick Barnes' volunteers so far this season? I'm very, very impressed, especially recently. I mean, Luke and myself, uh, my woman Jess and Spanky, we all went to that Tennessee-Alabama game. We had uh, $450 seats. That's what these seats cost for each seat. We had four of them. Now, uh, granted, we didn't pay that much for them. We just kind of found that they were on Ticketmaster and sat there. But to see that team just dominate. Don't be giving away our secrets on here. People to, start doing what we're doing. To dominate Alabama the way that they done uh, was just – it was awesome because Alabama had the number one offense in the SEC coming into the game. And uh, 
Tennessee took control of the game early, never looked back. It was it was never in doubt. Uh, they done the same thing a couple times this year. They they killed Florida. They they've beaten several teams. Uh, Dalton Connect is an absolute monster. He scored 25 points in his last four games, 30 points in three of those four games. He's had two of those games at 35 points and one at 39. I mean, it's just – and he's doing so quietly. It's well, so He's strange. averaging, what, 32 a game? Yeah, 32 a game. He's shooting 40% from three-point right now. Uh, if that ain't a lottery pick, I don't know what is. You know, I, I was worried about him early in the year when he got his ankle rolled, but uh, he's on fire right now. If And, and – Jonas Adu is is playing like the Jonas Adu we wanted to see. Uh, Josiah Jordan James is playing great. Mm-hmm. Uh, is coming around. He's tremendous on defense. Uh, we had the best defender in the country. That's Meshack. Yeah, Meshack is very underrated. And we're not even talking about Ziegler right now, who is probably the glue of the whole team. Ziegler's been kind of down recently in a way, but but he hasn't. Uh, I think I think the knee's still in the back of his head a little bit. Yes, yeah. a little bit, but. Uh, we're as deep as they come, well, you know. Ponce de Leon's playing. The the other big kid, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, uh, has played quite a bit. The true freshman. The true freshman, yeah. So, Tennessee deep. They're, they're talented all the way around. Uh, it, it's a Final Four team. It really is. Yeah, keep improving. That's all, you know. I love this. This might – I think this might be my – this might be my favorite team. Definitely my favorite team since Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield. I think this um, team is more well-built around each other mm-hmm. than that time period. I think we had the best backcourt in the country. And Dalton Connect, he's just a man. He's yeah. he's getting Kevin Durant to endorse him on Twitter, if that's yeah. saying anything. Yeah, he should be definitely the top a top ten draft pick. I'm going to go as far as top five draft pick. Mm-hmm. You know, he keeps, he keeps balling out like he's doing. He keeps this at consistent. Oh, gosh, you could be looking at maybe number one NBA draft pick. On this right show there. just a few weeks ago, I said he's a second-round pick. I'm changing that now to I think he's a lottery pick right now. He's great. I uh, hope they don't peak too early. I want to see a good March run. But if there's a team to get it done for Rick Barnes before retirement, I think this is the one. Um, Absolutely. It's, it's it's stacked. you got to say hi to Mom. She's watching us. Hi, Mom. Hey, Mom. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tennessee men will take on Vanderbilt Saturday at 6. This game will be in Nashville, and Vanderbilt uh, has seemed to give us a lot of trouble in basketball lately, but they are 0-5 in conference play, 5-13 and on the season, 5-6 uh, and at home. So uh, we shouldn't have any issues here, but there's no doubt that Vanderbilt is going to give us their best shot. That's right. There's, there's no reason why we shouldn't win this game by 15 points. But every team's going to play us hard. We're we're the gold standard in the SEC now. Mm-hmm. It's not Kentucky. It's Tennessee. Uh, teams want to beat us to elevate their own resumes. So we always have to be ready for that because we're going to get Vanderbilt's absolute best. There's no doubt. Oh, Vanny's going to play us. They're going to play us tough. I know they'll play us tough. And, but we'll we'll squeak out at the end and we'll get this victory. Yeah. You know, Vanderbilt do, does have a true home court advantage with the way the gym's set up. I do. It's different than any other gym in the country. Uh, you got you know your your benches are on the, the baseline, so it is a little bit different. Coaching's a little bit different. Now they got they got rid of that uh, court they did have, but it was like ten feet above everything, didn't they? I don't know. I don't we, think they've changed anything. I don't think they've changed. I ain't watched it. the Vanderbilt game this year, but I thought yeah. I had heard that they had. I don't know. We had to walk I'm through not. it to get to the Dagum football game. Yeah, it was, it was very weird. And the baseball field. And the baseball. I've field. always been scared for my life watching people play on that court. Like somebody <laughs> gonna get hurt right there. Spar, you've already got a vote from Ella. 
Thank you, Ella. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> you got to step your game up. That's not, that is not fair. <laughs> uh, the Lady Vols have continued to improve. They're 12-6 and six overall, 5-1 and one in conference play, which is a big deal. Uh, they beat Vanderbilt on Sunday, 73-64. Uh, wasn't pretty, but glad they got the win on back pat night. Um, this was also Coach Kelly Harper's 100th win, so congratulations to her. Yeah, I'm so happy for Kelly Harper. I spoke to her briefly after the game Sunday. Uh, she's just genuine and an asset to Tennessee. There's been a lot of negative comments uh, after a tough loss at Mississippi State, but the Lady Vols are currently 5-1 and one in the SEC. They're number two and playing very well. Uh, they certainly have some big tests ahead, but last year's team made the Sweet 16 in the SEC championship team or championship game, and there's no reason this team couldn't do the same. Uh, I feel the key to this team may be Julian Hollyshed. She's been a little uh, – a little off of her game here lately. She just seems unconfident. And I think if she can get her shooting touch back and start driving the ball a little bit, they're going to be hard to beat. Yeah, I said earlier at the beginning of the show, uh, these Lady Vols, are, I think they're a really decent team, like uh, better than what I thought we was going to get this year. And they are while they play from behind, they come out with a victory at the end. And they've been playing hard-nosed, tough basketball, and they've been getting it done. Now, I didn't. Looked this up the other day. Did you know that the Lady Vols have made a the NCAA tournament every single season in history? Yes, they've never missed the NCAA tournament. The only three times they did, they wasn't a women's tournament. That's that correct. Was a, that was at the beginning of uh, women's basketball, and the all-time winning record is like 1,083 wins, mm-hmm. something like that. Maybe it's 1, more than that. 1,400. Yeah, it's but, a lot. But the losses is like 300 losses all time. Like, it is a phenomenal record like that that is just crazy yeah i know we talk about the volunteer club on here a lot but i gotta mention the lady vols boost her club they're having a big event friday at the uh, west club in england stadium that you can go and, and, and get tickets to they're having a uh, hors d'oeuvres it's from 6 to 9 p.m all the lady vols will be there coach harper's going to be there uh, the softball team will be there the soccer team's going to be there so it'll be a big event supporting women's sports at tennessee and that's always important too what are hors d'oeuvres uh, heavy it's it's heavy finger foods oh okay it's heavy a enough. it's a fancy name for finger foods yeah I, i've heard ham sandwiches i heard the, i think i heard the name on um dang ace ventura on that movie or derbs know what it was yeah yeah, yeah. you're naming movies i never <laughs> saw the lady Vo- you never seen ace ventura who oh my god the lady vols will play Ole miss this coming sunday in mississippi should be a good matchup Ole Miss is thirteen and five overall, three and two in conference play, six and three at home. Yeah, um, it's a big road test in the SEC, but so I think the ladies are coming together and hope that it continues. So go Lady Vols. Terry Reeves says Saturday is my birthday. The Vols will give me a win. Happy bir- happy uh, future birthday, Terry. Thanks for thanks for joining in and commenting. Uh, Tyler Meredith says Alabama's beaten Auburn at the half, forty four to thirty. Not impressed with Auburn at all. Or how how much more impressive is that Tennessee win because of that? That's true too. Mm-hmm. That's true too. I'm sure Alabama might have a little bit of fire under them after mm-hmm. that after that beat down. Um, I want to do the men this week. We'll do women next week. But give me your Mount Rushmore of Tennessee basketball players all time. Uh, let's let's go one at a time. All right, one at a time. My number one person that I put on the Mount Rushmore of Tennessee basketball is uh, without a doubt probably the best player that's ever played at Tennessee. Allen Houston, uh, he, he sets a standard for Tennessee basketball. He's the number one all-time scorer, uh, led the Vols for his four years at Tennessee, and is just tremendous. His number is retired in the rafters. 
I'm just going to do mine a little different. I'm going to say, from since I've been watching Tennessee basketball, so I can give my judgment on my years, number one for me would be Chris Lofton. Like, absolute legend. Like, can't even follow directions. <laughs> I'm going to roll with uh, Bernard King as, as my one. Um, that's a good number one. That's a good one. That's who I'm going to roll with. Who's your number two? My number two was Bernard King, uh, three-time SEC Player of the Year, and that's uh, that's something to be said when you're a three-time Conference Player of the Year. He was a All-American in 76 and 77, uh, 1,962 points, 1,004 rebounds, uh, a three-year career at Tennessee. He had 22 career double-doubles, averaged 25.8 points. That's pretty incredible. Put me at Grant Williams at number two. Grant Williams at two on your Mount Rushmore. I'm going to go Allen Houston as my number two on my Mount or <laughs> Yeah, my Mount Rushmore. Uh, who's your number three? That'd be, uh, like Corbin said, for his number one, Chris Lofton, the best pure three-point shooter I've ever seen at Tennessee. Uh, may have single-handedly, uh, him on that Bruce Pearl team, changed the trajectory of Tennessee basketball forever. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, he was a star, and, and I loved watching everything Chris Lofton done. Still, still get chills thinking about the, some of those threes that he made against Texas and Kansas in those early days. is awesome. Number three, John L. Stokes. If anybody remembers John L. Stokes, oh, I remember. I remember. I, I love John L. Stokes mm-hmm. growing up. I do too. Uh, I'm gonna go Chris Lofton as my number three on my Mount Rushmore. What about number four? I went a little bit different on this one. I went Dale Ellis. Uh, And maybe more for his NBA career. He was selected number nine overall in the 83 NBA draft and scored 19,000 career points. Uh, He led Tennessee in 83 to a SEC regular season championship and an SEC tournament title. Uh, uh, He also uh, appeared in the Sweet 16 in 1981 and was named a two-time SEC player of the year. So, Dale Ellis, another number that's retired in the jersey in the rafters. Number four, I'm going to put a guy who only played one year at Tennessee, but uh, he's still playing today in the NBA, and he's probably my favorite NBA player. It's Tobias Harris. That's a good one. I love Tobias Harris. That's a good one. I'm going to go uh, – and I really want to put Ron Slay in here, but I, I can't. I'm going to go Tony White at I, number four. I had Ron Slay wrote down too at one point. Yeah, I love Ron, though. I, I, I do, do love too. Ron. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to go Tony White. For my final, that's a very good choice. Uh, we're gonna honorable mention as well. I'm gonna go Ernie uh, Grunfield right there. My honorable mention went to Grant Williams. I think he's not quite in the top four, but, but very, very, very close. I loved Grant Williams. Still love Grant Williams. Yeah, I do too. Don Connect. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, Coach Ryan Jackson says, how many college programs are on the same level as we are? Our baseball team is great. Our football team is great. Both of our basketball teams are great. Our tennis team is great. What other college can say that? Our softball team's ranked number two. Mm-hmm. Softball, I mean, yeah, softball's amazing as well. You know, Tennessee did win the national championship for all around sports last year. I don't, I don't remember what they call that, but there is a name for it. Yeah, they've done it for two years yeah, now. Yeah, and they we, may we, do it this year as well. Yeah they're, yeah, they're definitely doing it again. Yeah. I think it's an SEC thing. Yeah, all around, all around school. Uh, Kelsey Slavin says, "How's it going, fellas? Glad to finally catch you live. What's up, man? Good, to, good to hear from you." And, oh, and, and more on Ryan's uh, comment there. Uh, <laughs> Danny White tonight today announced uh, renovations to Sherry Lee Parker Stadium, the I softball didn't see stadium. That. Okay. Yes, he did. Uh, 
They're going to build a new clubhouse and add a few more seats. He said that the seats and back to the baseball stadium, seats in the left field area are going to be installed this week and should be good to go. You know, baseball starts three weeks from tomorrow. Mm -hmm. That's yep. crazy. They, their first practice is tomorrow, and the actual season begins three weeks from tomorrow. I'm fired or up. Or three weeks from there. Friday. And yeah. we start off the season in a uh, down in Texas. In Dallas, yep. Yeah, uh, baseball has it, – it's took the number it's two sold out the season already. It's yeah, crazy. It's, it's, oh, yeah, they, they have a 99% renewal rate on the tickets. Yeah. It's, it's unreal. Uh, Dustin Goads has the President's Cup or something like that is what they call that. Yeah, something like that. Dustin. Something like that. All right, we'll be right back next. What? We've got the duel, right? Oh, I guess we do. We've got the duel. So, y'all can stick around. You'll be voting in the comments who you believe uh, wins the duel between these two. Five <laughs> tough questions. Do you have dreams about what your property could be? Whether it's driveways, ponds, septic, new home construction, or even forestry mulching, let us earn your business and make your property dreams come true. Call Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. You can also find us on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you for supporting small businesses that support you. Again, that's Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. I don't know why you're holding my belt. I'm the champion. I never no, lost it. No. I never lost it. I'm still never here. lost it. You wasn't even. You didn't show up to defend it. I was busy. You you already knew the result. I was, I was anyway. doing. I was doing champion things. I was going around the town doing the media ordeal and everything. More, more important than showing up to defend your title. I, I took this thing on. I took this thing on the Morgan County Today show. I took it to Gatlinburg. I took it. To Nobody watches that show. I took it to Atlanta, Georgia. By God. Belts going around the world. Even took it to a few, even took it to a dang Tennessee house party. I mean, come on with it. <laughs> well. Share this out for us if you don't care. Uh, we've got uh, we've got some entertainment coming your way. All right, the duel was presented by Premier Excavation. Spur and Corbin will battle it out over a few tough questions. Over my title, and the winner not only gets bragging rights, but they get some <laughs> hardware to drag around them with them for the week. All right. Question number one, with NASCAR season approaching soon, is NASCAR on an incline or is it a dying sport? All right, fake champ, go ahead. Well, it's on the incline. I mean, NASCAR's TV ratings have been up tremendously compared to what they've been in the past few years. They keep going up. Uh, the attendance last year, NASCAR sold out like 28 races out of 36 so, and they just struck the biggest TV deal in the history of the sport. That even includes uh, like four races going to be broadcast on Amazon Prime. It's going to be like $1.1 billion a year. So, no, they're definitely on the incline. You know, NASCAR went downhill after their big stars died off or retired. I hate to say it, it just is what it is. Who, who was that then? That'd be Dale Earnhardt, Dale no, Earnhardt it, Jr. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Senior? Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, uh, in 2004 to 2007, the most viewed NASCAR was in the history of the sport was during that time, and Dale Sr. died in 2001. Well, they could really use some new star power. There's no doubt about that. Who's, who's There's the big star in NASCAR right now? I, I couldn't even tell you who the big star is. Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott? Chase Elliott. Uh, uh, that, don't, that don't ring star power to me. And Kyle Lawson. Kyle Larson. That don't ring star power to me. You go out and you ask the average person out here on the street, who is Kyle Larson? 
Uh, like, oh, uh, he's e- some, some everybody knows Kyle Larson because he doesn't just do NASCAR. I, no, I'm telling you, ask the average sports fan who is Kyle Larson. Nobody's going to know who the hell he is. Well, you you can a- ask the average sports fan who is Dale Earnhardt. They're going to know who he is. If you was to ask anybody who watches racing in the world, whether it's Formula One, IndyCar, dope track racing, NASCAR racing. They're they already th- watching racing, though. That's what I'm getting at. No. they got to make new fans and new stars. They don't have a new star right now. They do have stars. they got to get back to the glory days of racing. They're getting too high-tech, too safety-cautious. I know it's a good, it's good reason to be safe, but, but until the sport gets more exciting and Actually, gives fans the, actual reason to watch, I'd say, then they're just not going to get these new fans. And I love NASCAR. I want them to be successful. But the fact of the matter is, it's boring most of the time. It really is. The races themselves are boring. Well, if you was to watch the races in the 1980s, the driver that was winning the race was ahead by, like, everybody was a lap down. But you never knew what was going to happen. And You know, we need a Tony Stewart to get out there and throw a helmet at somebody. You still have that today. You, you don't have that today. They, they make some fake fight in the daggum pits. It's almost like pro wrestling. No, it is not. You know, and I'll tell you one more thing. They've got to be really conscious of who their fan base is. Political statements have to go away in NASCAR. NASCAR cannot go woke. If they go woke, it's over for them. They got a call on the track that says Trump 2024. Well, you know, so. and that's fine. That's all good and dandy. <laughs> but they got to be careful of, of that line. But they cannot go woke. If they go woke one time, but it's you, over. But the question is, is it they dying? They cannot Bud Light NASCAR. How, how is it dying if everything is up above what it was even when Dale Sr. got killed? You know, money money's there, and you know, I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about TV. Like more people watches racing now than whenever Dale Senior got. I don't know about that. I'm curious as to what their the actual ratings are and how many people's actually watching racing. Uh, when Dale Senior got killed, the average TV rating for NASCAR was like 2.5 million viewers. 2.5 million or 2.5? There's a big difference. Like 2.5 million viewers, which is two and a half million. The average fan base now is like per races. That like, being said, it's like four million know, viewers. I don't know. They're getting four million a week. I'm gonna have to look that up. That being said, money's still being made. They run a ton of races every year. Ratings are okay. They're nothing special. Uh, the sponsors are still spending money, and most races are still well attended. So I will give you that part. Uh, you know, uh, you can get a ticket to Bristol right now, but ten years ago at this time, you'd have never been able to buy a ticket. It's so, actually got to the point where there's some races that I go to mm-hmm. every year. Like, if you don't get in, like, like North Wilkesboro, like, I've never been there, but you have to get a ticket when the ticket match goes. And so, Daytona 500, I go to it every year. If you don't get a ticket for it when they have tickets announced, it is so tough to get tickets because people, when they, they'll get sold out and then they'll be on resale, but it'll be like, well, you got if you want to go, you're going to have to spend $600 per ticket. I don't think I'd ever spend $600 on an NASCAR ticket. Nashville Speedway, it's got to where it's sell out every year i, I could have bought tickets day of the race standard ticket last year ryan jackson said to, it, to it, what Bristol? no to the race 11 out there in nashville i just about done it that day i thought about it i actually wanted to go i, I like nascar i want them to be good i just wish they'd get back to that was, that was the track that surprised me like i don't know how they got a fan base to go like sell that place out year after year and again, again, if they they, can, they quit going to Nashville for so many, if years. they can make them a new star, they got they got to have a new Dale Earnhardt, they got to have a new Jeff Gordon or Jimmy Johnson's coming back this year. I, I kind of like that. Well, I, I'll tell you how much of a star Chase Elliott is. When Chase Elliott last year got hurt, the TV ratings for NASCAR went down the hole. I didn't even know he got hurt. That's for, how for, bad it is for a few weeks. And well, when what it, number does he drive? I don't know. 
number nine, Bill Elliott's son. Everybody loves Number nine, him. isn't that Casey Kane? See, that's how that's how much I know about Chase Elliott. Casey Kane be wasting a, a Knoxville or Smoky Mountain Speedway this coming year. That's cool. But they do have stories. Kyle Larson, Kyle Bush, Chase Elliott. Ryan Jackson says uh, it died when Earnhardt died. I agree. I do. I hate to say it. Well, I, I don't see how that is possible whenever the TV ratings was the biggest they've ever been post Dale Earnhardt. Ron Jack says everybody in the last fifty years knows who Ric Flair is. They can't you can't say that about these new NASCAR guys. Yep. And they're they're super talented, I will say that. They they could drive the wheels off these cars, but Josh says it's inflation, Corbin, that's why. Inflation. (laughs) Inflation on the money, yep. That's what hurt them in two thousand eight was uh when the economy crashed. We've we've had enough about NASCAR. Question two Who is the best wrestling tag team of all time? I'll let you go first. You let me go first on this one. This is this is such a tough question, and and it it it, it pains me at times because I got some that I absolutely love and are are near and dear to my heart. But I'm going to say the greatest wrestling tag team of all time, and the team that I wouldn't want to mess with if I was on the street, is the Road Warriors, the Legion of Doom, Animal and Hawk. Uh, you see them coming, you know it's a bad day for you. They were dominant. In the 90s, they were very dominant in the early 2000s, but the Legion of Doom, Animal and Hawk, the Road Warriors, go down as my greatest tag team of all time. It's a tough one because i got so many I'm thinking of. Um, Legion of Doom, that's a really good one. I'll give you that one. Um, shit. <laughs> so all of pro wrestling or just WWE? You can do whatever you want. Pro wrestling. Pro wrestling. Okay. Um, don't you do Zach and Dylan. I don't want to hear that. How about the Dudley Boys? I mean, they won the ECW tag team titles, the WCW tag team titles, WWE tag team titles, New Japan Pro Wrestling tag team titles. They won tag team titles in every company they ever went to. TNA tag team titles, it don't matter. They're like a freaking... 50-time tag team champions across the board. Dudley boys. Everybody knows who the damn Dudley boys are. Uh, and everybody know, remembers their matches. I don't know if everybody with, knows who the Dudley boys are. Everybody remembers their matches with Edge and Christian and the Hardy boys at WrestleMania, the TLC matches and everything. I like Dudley boys. It's not a bad answer. I'd probably put them in about 9 or 10 on my list, but they're okay. Good. Let us know in the comments who you believe is winning the duel. Question three, who is the best Tennessee point guard of all time? Your turn. That's a tough one for Tennessee, honestly. I've got the answer. I was going to say Chris Lofton, but he was a shooting and a point guard. So, all right, Yeah, Chris Lofton wasn't a true point guard. The best true point guard of Tennessee of all time is playing for the Tennessee Volunteers right now. Zakai Ziegler is the best true point guard of all time at Tennessee. He's leading the team. Uh, he's, he's got the assist. He can shoot the three. He can dish the ball. He can play defense. Zakai Ziegler is the best true point guard we've ever seen wear a Tennessee uniform. You can't say it about Allen Houston. He wasn't a true point guard. Chris Lofty wasn't a true point guard. Tony White wasn't a true point guard. Zakai Sigler is a true point guard all the way around. That's the thing with Tennessee. Like, we've have we ever really had, like, a true point guard in history? Yes, right now. Right, right now we do. Okay, but, like... Oh, it's tough. It's a tough question. You know, you could, you could argue Kennedy Chandler, but he only played here a short time. But Chris Lofton, I mean... 
one of the greatest three-point shooters of all time. Yeah, but he didn't bring the ball up to court most of the time. <laughs> he played at two position, not the one. All right, y'all ready that to get – It was tough. I know it was a tough play. Yeah, y'all ready to get – I tricked you with that one a little bit, didn't I? All right, we're about to really burn some feathers here. Oh, God, here we go. Uh, should women be allowed to compete against men in sports? No. No. Would you put a woman in the NBA against them men? Would you put a woman in the NFL? Corbin, absolutely women should be allowed to compete against men in sports. 100% absolutely. Put, I, I, they put, should put, absolutely be allowed to compete against men in sports. Put a woman, put a woman, however, put a woman in the NFL and let her get her dick. However, I, wait, wait. However, <laughs> however, wait. There's a trick to this. Men shouldn't be allowed to compete against women. Women should be allowed to compete against men if they're good enough to make it to the men's. They should be allowed to compete in that. But a man should never have to be in a competition. Well, just get rid of women's college basketball, and men's college no, basketball. No, no, that's let's, not let's what I said. Let's just put them together over here. No, no, no. Together over here. Let's make them one big old. Oh, big you, old. Just, you just wait on the next question because you think that one was bad. This next one's coming. I already know it. So uh, I got a little heads up as to what the next question will you be. You cannot put women against me. What, what are we talking about? Sports? No, like no. Basketball, listen. football, baseball, the Olympics. What are we talking about? Like hug and tug? I don't even know what you're talking about. Hey, have we not seen women kick? In college football? I know there's been like one woman that's kicked in college football. All right. For like some bum-ass freaking school that's Division Three with a stadium that holds like 200 people. Well, all right. But, you know, she was good enough to kick in college football. I'm fine with that. We should never put a... a, a uh, well, put a damn Tennessee Joe. Well, no, put it. I don't even know. Put a damn Josie on her against the University of Alabama and see if what... She's, if she's good enough to kick from one of our teams, I'm fine with it. Thing is, though... We shouldn't be putting a man on a women's team. That's the difference. What the hell is going on over here? We said women compete against men, not men compete against women. This is going way over his head. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, go ahead, Luke. Just go ahead and ask the next question. Uh, Josh Jackson says actually Vandy had a female kicker kick an extra point against UT. They, God, they did. Vanderbilt though. She's an SEC kicker. Can't repeat that comment, uh, Ryan <laughs> Jackson. Uh, all right, last one. Let us know in the comments who's winning the duel. Clay Travis, without kick, the coverage, has challenged the WNBA with a million-dollar bet. Uh, he bets that a state champion high school boys team could beat the best team in the WNBA. Agree or disagree? Say that one more time. One more time. All right. You're speaking WNBA. Clay Travis, without kick the coverage, has challenged the WNBA with a $1 million bet that a state championship uh, high school basketball team, boys, could beat the best team in the WNBA. Agree or disagree? <laughs> this is a real thing going on. It's a real thing. Is this, this, this is, is legit. Uh, this Clay is legit. Travis has put up a million dollars of his own money that he could choose a boys' state championship-level team that would beat the WNBA champion Las Vegas Aces. He's challenged them. He wants to put it on pay-per-view. He wants to put it on pay-per-view. He said it'll be the what most— What is this, goals going wild on pay-per-view? He said it'll be the most watched WNBA game of all time. Think about it. High school boys' state championship team, could they beat the WNBA champions? Is it the state championship team or is it the all of a like? No, it's a state championship high school boys team of his choosing, so it could be a good state championship team. 
I think they I think they beat the WNBA. I really do. I think there's that big of a difference in in the athleticism of, of men versus women. Because you get some of these high school teams like the IMG Academy, they got NBA stars on that team. You know, that go right out of high school straight to the NBA. You got two of those on on your team. You're beating the five best WNBA players, and I love women's basketball. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. That ain't even a dual question. I have to agree with you. I mean, you had to agree with me. What do you think about that bet? Should the WNBA take it? They they talk yes. about wanting more money. Yes, the the WNBA. I I know they got to struggle. I know the. I think they've got better throughout the years. The fan attendance they have, and, and like I said, I want to go. Jordan Horston's a, but, a personal friend of my uh, my girlfriend's, and we'd love to go see her play. And I supported WNBA, but but I, I think I think you'd put the, the argument to, to bed about women competing against men and men competing against women if they'd done something like that. What it reminds me of is that uh, Family Guy episode where Family Guy... We've really confused Corbett on these dual questions. Threw, that, uh, <laughs> threw back uh, to that scene and the, they, they was playing the WNBA but the game was going on and the announcers was just talking all quiet and slow and about to sleep. And the, it was the score was like eight to nine in the fourth quarter, and they're like, it's a very close, intense matchup right here. And the fans are going crazy, and there's one fan in the crowd going... Yeah, when, come on. When Clay, when Clay Travis first initially made this comment, Chelsea Gray or the Las Vegas Aces commented back ridiculous. So then he put up a million dollars to challenge them, yeah, yeah. and they've yet to accept the challenge. You know, this actually uh, gets reminds me of uh, something. Uh, you remember, it's like 10 years ago, the Patriots and Tom Brady was so good and Alabama was so good. You remember it was like a dream, like if there was some way to get Alabama to face New England Patriots. Who would win? We talked about that earlier. What about Billie Jean King in the, in the late tennis match, you know? The right. man played a woman. That was way back, but that was... I don't that know drew, about tennis. That, but that drew huge ratings back then. Uh, it's one of the most. It's probably the most historic tennis match of all time. But if I was WNBA, I'd do it. I mean, it'd be good publicity for them. I mean, they might get a few extra would it be 500 good, fans out Would it, get, it be good publicity, though, if the boys beat them? That's the thing. I'd buy it. I'd, I, I would see, buy that pay for you. I would buy, see I would, I would buy that pay for you just to see it. Yep. I would, too. I, 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 would, I would be intrigued. And if I was them, I'd take that up. I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, tell them they can split the revenue from it. Yeah, I'd be for it. Good. I guess good. we're good. All right, let us know in the comments who you believe won the duel. Spur is up right now. What is uh, with all the women bashing on here tonight? Wait, wait, how's that bashing? I ain't bashing <laughs> Let's go back. Ryan said forget about this. Spur yeah, done one. Let's go back to the women's question. I don't even know what the hell he ends up talking about over here. Uh, Ella says the only tag team she knows is Zach and Dylan. Y'all are old. She called you old, Spur. I was going to say the Usos, but then again, it's a different time nowadays. Hey, Ella. Was. Ella, you voted for me, so you better be careful here. Because, you know, I'll, I'll talk about Zach and Dylan, and I'll mention the Heat Seekers. I think the, the Heat Seekers hold a win over Zach and Dylan recently. The Amish? No, Sigmund and Elliot. Oh, I know, I know. But I, I miss the Amish. I miss the Amish. Uh, <laughs> Josh Jackson says, unless the WNBA team has that girl from Iowa, they are screwed. She's going, you know, she's going to be a megastar. She really is. She's awesome. Yeah, she's she's very very good. Don't run over her after a game. Is that the one that plays for Iowa right now? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they got beat by Ohio State uh, Sunday. They did. She scored forty five points. I actually watched the end of that game. That was a pretty decent, pretty decent game from what I watched. They stormed the court in a women's game. And I usually don't watch many women's basketball games, but uh, that was a 
Damn good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Jackson says, no way a college could beat a pro team and no way a WNBA team would lose to a bunch of high school boys. Ryan, we're going to talk about this later on. All right, that was the duel brought to you by Premier Excavation. Make sure you reach out to my good friend Travis Duncan with Premier Excavation for any of your land needs. Uh, let us know in the comments who you believe won the duel. We'll be right back with our pickums. Hey, y'all, it's the Vol Daddy. The C&D Tire Pros are your go-to experts for nearly all of your vehicle needs. Located in the heart of Oak Ridge at 164 Fairbanks Road, they've got a 4.8 out of 5-star rating, and that's very hard to do in the tire business. Tire installation, wheel alignment, wheel balancing, tire rotation, tire repair, brake changes, oil changes, hell, they'll even paint your back porch. I've known Zach since he was in diapers. We went to church together, we went to school together, we played football together. And he's been changing tires since he's been in diapers. Give them a call today, 865-483-7455. Like them on Facebook, that's CND Tire, 865-483-7455. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your man here, The Spank. Like myself, DNM fencing are the best in the business today. They can install wood, chain link, vinyl, picket, composed metal, barbed wire, heck, bring them bamboo sticks, and they can install them things for you too. DNM fencing, do it right the first time. Their numbers are 865-435-4515 or 865-387-1026. Give my friend Ted a call today. That's DNM fencing. All right, and we're back. Uh, before we hit our pickums, Spur has won the duel. I'm just going to give him my belt. Back. That is some bullshit. That is some bullshit right there. Let me take it off of you. Golly, it smells like you. <laughs> Next, we've got our pickums. Is this, is this on the highway department with you? I take it everywhere. With got me. some salt on there. <laughs> is this what's been in your passenger seat the whole week? <laughs> I take it everywhere with me. I sleep with it. <laughs> Must be in your passenger seat. Uh, our pickums are are uh, sponsored by DNM Fencing. Thank you, Ted McKinney of DNM Fencing, for sponsoring this segment. Uh, the pickum records go as follows: We have a tie between Corbin and Spanky for first place with overall records of 109 and 68. We have a tie for third place between me and Spur with overall records of 106 and 71. Um, oh, Corbin finally got two votes coming in late. Wait. wait, 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 wait. This still don't matter. It's got to matter. I mean, it matters, but you're still behind. I've already got my belt back now. Wigged. What's up, Michael? Thanks for joining. Hey, uh, brother. What's up, Hannah? Uh, so the pick, picking records just went over them. Uh, NFL and what we're gonna do to spice this up, we'll hit AFC, NFC championships, and then the Super Bowl. We will pick the champion now. And okay. If you get it right, you get three extra points, and then we'll do a uh, we'll predict the Super Bowl final score as well, and the closest gets two extra points to the, just the final score in general. That works for me. Okay. Uh, I, I have a suggestion. Let's do Can it. Can we write these down without saying who we're picking right now? Yeah, if you want. That, to. that way, we don't know who else is picking what, and and you got yours picked already, Corbin. You have yours picked already. Yeah, I know who. I got. Okay, well, I'm going I'm to circle mine in right now. That way I don't know what you've chose. 
All right. Let's do the AFC champion. Oh, Rojo come in for Corbin, even if it's late. Rojo tied it up. Oh, we're tied now. But you've already, already, de- already, already declared. Give me one more vote, it's people. <laughs> I love y'all, y'all. I'll get naked at your wedding. Oh, God. I'm not voting for you now. Yeah, you can't beat that right there. That's a deal. That's a deal. AFC Championship, Chiefs at Ravens. I went Chiefs. Just letting you know. I can't believe it. Corbin, who'd you go with? I went for Kansas City. Uh, Lamar Jackson. I just I, Baltimore, <laughs> Baltimore is honestly, I think, the best team at, in the NFL this year, but I think Kansas City's going to pull it off. I read a little tidbit today, and it really made me think about this because I was going with the Ravens until a tidbit I read today. I'm picking the Kansas City Chiefs because there ain't no way that the NFL is going to miss out on having Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl. So you're saying it's rigged. So if it, if there is a conspiracy, the Kansas City Chiefs will be in that Super Bowl because they can feature Taylor Swift some more. And also, here's an interesting tidbit. The referee for the game of the Chiefs and the Ravens is the number one referee against a home team in the NFL. Home teams only win 40.8% of games that he referees. It's by far the least of any NFL referee. Kind of interesting to know that little stat. That is pretty interesting. All right, so I have to get these to to Spanky. Remind me. Mm -hmm. Uh, NFC Championship, Lions at 49ers. The Detroit Lions pull off the upset. Yeah, and I'll tell you what it comes down to, and and we may not know this till tomorrow, but if Debo Samuel does not play for the 49ers, they're toast. I think Debo Samuel is the key to the game for the 49ers. Without Debo, I think the 49ers are just slightly above average. I think he's the best offensive weapon they have. So if he does not play, I like the Lions to win fairly easily. I've got the 49ers. I just think there's too much, too much star power. I got the 49ers. I'm a believer in Bot Pody. I'm a believer in yeah, that whole 49ers team. On fantasy late, but go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, yeah, he set that last week, didn't he? Yeah, he threw three, three interceptions that one game. Well, he sure did. Yeah. What a bad time to be in the finals of fantasy football <laughs> with Bot Pody. Yeah, bad time. I had Josh Allen, so I don't know because he's actually having to play. But I got the 49ers. I am a believer in uh, the 49ers. All right, so predict your Super Bowl champion for three extra points. The Detroit Lions are going to pull off Man. the upset, and the Detroit Lions are going to be your Super Bowl champions, and I hope they are. I'm going to pull for them all the way. I'm pulling for them. I'm going with the Chiefs. Uh, this, it's Patrick Mahomes. They're, so, they're you know. so good, man, in the playoffs. Yep. I'm going with the Chiefs. That confetti's going to be flying, and Taylor Swift's Tay-Tay's going to be down in the field kissing cat Travis Kelsey and confetti flying. I thought he said so something else there first. Telling me there's a chance that I could win this whole thing. The NFL is going to – that's what they want. And, listen, I, I ain't just joking right there, but Patrick Mahomes is you the best quarterback propose? today. You oh, gosh. Please, no. Don't make it about himself. It won't. Moment. It won't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me either. We well, should. We should have put that as on here as a thing. Does he propose or not? <laughs> Honestly, I we mean, got a couple of weeks ahead still. But we could do that. but I. I mean, Patrick and them Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, how many Super Bowls has he got so far? Is it two or three? Is it three? Has he already got three? I don't know. I can't remember. Spur. I, I told you the lines. I think he's got two already. Yeah, it's definitely two, though. Hey, Spanky or or, or Corbin, I got a question for you. Yo. Peyton Manning or Patrick Mahomes? 
uh, what? NFL quarterback. NFL quarterback? Uh-huh. Patrick. Oh, you're going to pick Patrick Mahomes over Peyton Manning. Those of you that voted for Corbin, remember that. He's choosing Patrick Mahomes over Peyton Manning. Well, I'm, I mean, Peyton won two Super Bowls, and Patrick's on the verge of winning his third Super Bowl. So well, He hasn't won it yet. And uh, so, so do you put Patrick Mahomes as number three all time, or number two all time, or number one all time? What do you put Patrick Mahomes? No, I thought all time best. I thought you said. I thought you were talking about like. I'm asking, is he better than Peyton Manning? No, I, I actually. Uh, Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Is is he better than Peyton Manning? That's, that's my question. Patrick. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, he'll have a chance to be there. He'll have a chance to be there. Okay. Not saying he will, but if he keeps playing like he does, he will pass Peyton Manning up. And if he gets one more Super Bowl, it he will have more Super Bowls than Peyton. I just the thing that always killed me about Peyton is uh, at the time Peyton went to the playoffs, something happened in the playoff games, and they would just lose out. And it'd be well. Let's look at next year. If Peyton hadn't won that last Super Bowl in his last year, he would have had one Super Bowl in his whole career. You realize since 2011, we haven't had an AFC Championship game without a Tom Brady or a Patrick Mahomes in it. Yeah, that's crazy. I saw that statistic the other day. This is six straight for Patrick Mahomes. It's, it really is incredible. And uh, this year was actually the first time since like what ninety nine or something that we didn't ha- that we didn't have Tom Brady or Peyton Manning in the playoffs. Well, they're both retired, so it's kind of hard to have them this year. But well, I, what's on? Yeah, but it, yeah. without having them in the playoffs. Uh, Ella says, "Go Taylor." Oops, I mean the Chiefs. She's a Swifty. All righty, you can pick that. Uh, Shake it off, okay? Jez- <laughs> uh, Michael Spillin says he agrees with his brother picking the lines. Jessica says can't wait to see Travis propose to Taylor. Oh gosh, please don't let that happen. Uh, Michael says I'm a Kelsey Swift fan, but I want the Lions to win. All right, so predict Super Bowl final score. Closest gets two extra points we, for the season. Are we going to pick like the uh, total points like we have been doing? Yeah, uh, total uh, points I, in the final. I just I just put the score, but yeah, you could do whatever. Let's do total points. Is that fun? Because it's kind of making me do math. Oh, okay. well, let me do math too. Uh. I'm going 55. I've got 41. 41. I was going 54. So it was pretty close to you there, Corbin. Or Luke. You sticking with 54, 54? Yeah. I'm going 41. I think it'll be 24 17 as a final. All right. Spar, let the I listeners think, know. I think how a Lions, Lions Chiefs game is going to be a high scoring game. Let the listeners know about how to enter in this giveaway. Hey, we're going to put these uh, these three games. It'll be both the AFC, NFC hey, championship. Hey, I just got another vote. And the Super Bowl. I seen that. I seen that. My brother vote. My vote, brother voted for me though too. All right, so. Carly Lively voted for Corbin so, Late. So uh, we're going to put these games on Facebook here shortly. It'll be both the NFC, AFC championship, and the Super Bowl. So all three games. So you get bonus points for getting the Super Bowl right. And then the total points scored in the Super Bowl will be the tiebreaker. So go ahead and get your picks in soon. We want your picks in before the first game, before the NFC-AFC championship. Ryan Jackson says 38-27 is his uh, final Super Bowl score. Let's see that or not. That's exactly what I put, too. I really hope I'm really? wrong, though. 38-27? I yeah. really That's hope cool. I'm wrong, though, and I, I am pulling for Detroit. We all are gold lines. I mean, come yeah, they're on. America's team. Is Detroit America's team now? They, oh. <laughs> easy now. Them Dallas fans down there are going to come through the Walmart. I up think here Detroit is America's team. Take down everything. Hey, did you hear what happened? 
Dallas has already been eliminated from next year's playoffs. <laughs> oh, Dallas. That is fair. All right, thank you all for listening to us, whether it's live or after we publish our live. It'll be on all podcast platforms shortly. Uh, we'd love to hear from you on all of our accounts. Um, go, to, right. go to a Tennessee game this week. Uh, go check out the Ice Bears both Friday and Saturday night at the Coliseum. Support your local team. Support the Vols. Support the Ice Bears. Support everybody. Support Vols yep. Deep. That's right. Vols Deep Podcast. All right. See y'all. Good night.